Hey guys, this is Maddie. And this is Martha, and welcome to the Not a Millennial podcast. Happy New Year, and welcome to our first episode of 2021. Um, yes, first episode of 2021. So excited. Yeah. Um, how <laughs> has it been going? Actually, we started this year with, you know, fresh ideas. We didn't want to come with like, wanted to come with a good episode Mm -hmm. you know but how's the year been taking you yeah um gosh I feel like I started the year like really positive Mm -hmm. for once like I don't think that has happened in many years but I started really positive and then immediately I started having to deal with my care cell stuff right I immediately like the year has already become shit but (laughs) I'm trying to stay positive yeah (laughs) Yeah, like immediately I have to start dealing with those. I don't even know if I should just call them the government agencies or just the people that work there. Just generally the culture. Every time I have to interact with someone, like mm. my day is already ruined. Yeah. You know, it's so rare that I find helpful people. Mm. So that has been like, it becomes a bit discouraging. But, you know, we move, we move. True. <laughs> How about you? Um, yeah, the the year has been, you know, relatively easy to start. I was still in um shags when the year started. So it was relatively chill. But then obviously I've come back. I'm back in the school system, yeah. the Kenyan school system. And, you know, reverse mm-hmm. culture shock is hitting me and the inefficiency of the <laughs> systems here. Like it's just like a breeze. Everybody's just like, you know. Like, it'll be fine, you know, it's like, you know, you're in a minefield and a bomb goes off mm-hmm. and people are like, it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. That's the that's the system I'm in now. So I'm just like, yeah. okay. And it's like, um, this is just introducing to you how future um, Kenyan institutions operate. Because there are but, some things I'm just not understanding, like the concept of class representatives. I'm like, why the fuck do you mm-hmm. need a class representative? <laughs> why can't? Why do people not email? Why don't you post things yeah. on the online? Um, you know, like our Moodle, like you know, yeah. <laughs> and um, you can't. You know, you're not not in any position to change anything because obviously nothing will change, and then. On the other hand, you're like, anyway, it'll be six months, so whatever. Yeah. So that's been my um, general, um, what has been thrown on my face. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah. I think it's one, of, it's one of those things where I went through it as well, like when I came home in 2019. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know, it's weird to call it a culture shock because this is our culture, like we're from here, do you know? <laughs> but... It's like, I don't know. I don't know if it's also people in authority, like people who have positions of authority here in Kenya, Mm. they consistently want to remind you that they have the ability to make your life shit. I don't know if that makes sense. Does that make sense to you? Like, that's how I always feel. It's like, you could make something easy for me, Mm -hmm. but because you have the power not to, you're going to make it difficult. Yeah, That's how I always feel. And even like when you now are talking about the class rep issue, I feel like that again comes into that culture, which is like very hierarchical. Like they just need to always have someone that's above other people. I don't know if that makes sense. Yes, it does. And I was telling a friend yeah. that they are creating cops in uh, 
in the school like why what for you literally want a class rep so that you can have an yeah. errand boy or an errand girl yeah. to send to your office it's, to get for you things or to be like their, your teacher's pet a prefect in uni exactly <laughs> what the hell is that everybody's an adult in uni you're meant to be responsible for your own work so that yeah. is just I've, I've just looked at that thing and i'm like really people have their lives they're not waiting to look yeah. after other students sorry to say it's such an it's such an inefficient system but mm-hmm. i feel like for my group when we did it like we say it wasn't working quickly like the lecturer would say oh i sent the slides to the class rep the class rep didn't distribute so yeah, we just course. told her like, yeah we told her straight up just put our emails in a group email for the class and send it out to everyone like yeah. there's really no need of this middleman or middle woman yeah you know there's no there's no purpose they're really serving yeah except to for being a teacher's pet which i'm i'm sure yeah. that is that's the same system i'll meet in ksl which i'm not looking forward to yeah Gosh, were you a prefect in high school? Yeah, I was, but uh, I wasn't a class prefect. Yeah. I look back at it now and I'm like, now my attitude towards cops is like, you know. <laughs> yeah, Heike, we were like, we were miniature cops in the school. Yeah. We'd report our, our fellow students to the teachers. That's crazy. Like, why did we do that? I think it's because we, um, we grew up in the system and you didn't know any different. Yeah. So you go out there you and learn real injustice. Like you, like for example, me who has been um, relat- like I, I was in high school years. I was in a boarding school, so a lot yeah. of the things from outside I didn't know. Even coming outside, people having listening to some sort uh, type of music or whatever, I wasn't aware of it because I was insulated where I was, yeah. and you know we weren't allowed phones or whatever. So a lot of things from the outside didn't get to me in the inside. Maybe, you know, um, those years of high school, was there post-election and violence and things around 2013, yeah. maybe, you know, when Uru was mm-hmm. elect, first elected. Maybe those are the things that would probably affect us. And then, you know, yeah. Ferguson happened in 2015. And yeah. it was I was still kind of far removed from it a bit, you know. But when mm-hmm. I went to the UK... Mm-hmm or when i was now in the can- out of the country and now you see other other different news is surrounding you then it's yeah. like you start to understand like yo that, that was some fucked up shit that i was i was you know <laughs> taught to like um accept when i was growing yeah. up so it's like eh you know no, i completely um, agree i feel like it's one of those things when it's all the only thing you've ever known and that's how you grew up you don't necessarily question it especially at a young age it's until mm. you grow older and maybe you're exposed to something different that you're like okay that actually didn't make sense that was a bit me- messed up you know yeah yeah um yeah and i think like for us obviously primary high school those are that's that's the beginning stages and i feel like even later on now when you go into these government institutions or even in office spaces, whatever, mm. I feel like that culture is still there. You know, yes. once you've already been, you've socialized children that way and as you're growing up, I feel like yeah. it's not something people let go of, you know. Yeah, so, which, mm. yeah uh, so that's what um, I was saying. That class thing really reminded me of just the like hierarchical nature of like Kenyans where it's constantly like people always just want to wield power over others that's how I always feel like 
and when someone has even if it's like the security guard at mm. some like some mall or some parking space the mm-hmm. power that they feel like they have mm. is crazy like mm-hmm. bro like i just want to park my car mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. <laughs> even um you know like they like to, people like to say at oh the younger generation will change things at just need yeah. the old men to die but no the younger generation are brought it up into that thing like right now yeah. those are millennials doing that to us you know yeah like there's and, nothing like you know there's there's no way a younger generation can change anything unless the whole thing is you know turned out we have, you know we have to change haiki just even just the mindset like the culture mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's not something that's easy to do. And I don't yeah. think it happens in one generation. Yeah. You know, even yeah. amongst our own generation, I don't think like we can say all of us think the same way on these yeah. issues, you know. I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, it, it's so true. And yeah. um, by the way, you know, I was meant to actually join you guys in KSL, but, you know, since I didn't start in September, apparently we are going to be, le- um, what is it? They're going to let uh, people join. Yeah, you could like, have start- made it because... Um, yeah, because KSL is starting later this year. They usually start mm. in January, but they're going to start in May this year. So, yeah, you could have made it if you had started earlier, like in September. But uh, but anyway, I don't know, yeah. man. It, it's it's going to come when it comes, you know. I could have exactly. changed my mind and done something else apart from KSL. So we'll see. Everything happens for a reason. Like, yeah. even me, to be honest my my plan would have or what i would have wanted was to have started ksl last year january but you know things happened how they happened obviously the pandemic and all that and i ended up having to join almost a whole year later even more than a year because i'll be starting in may a year and a half can you imagine so if i was negative i'd be like oh my god i've wasted all this time but i feel like in that time i've really discovered a lot about what i want and mm-hmm. just yeah the kind of life i'm trying to set up for myself which i would have never even thought about if i was still in school because i feel like when i was just in that school pipeline i never used to yeah. be thinking past like mm. school i never used to be thinking okay what is it i actually want for my life i just wanted to pass finish mm-hmm. get out that's all mm-hmm. i used to think about so i feel like mm-hmm. i'm more I'm more motivated now and also like I have a target like if that makes sense I'm not just doing yeah, it because the next thing it's not my next yeah. step so yeah. I think like if even the year you take out it can be really beneficial for you if you make yeah. it so you know yeah that's so true so that now yeah. if for example someone asks me what I want to do I'm like you know because my answer used to be let me just my short-term goal is to finish school you get yeah yeah so you don't even have time to think of a long-term solution because it's like i'm in the pipeline like you said mm-hmm. and i've also like i reassessed a lot because even when i left uni mm-hmm. i was like almost 100 percent sure that i i didn't want to work in a corporate like office mm-hmm. or specifically even in a law firm but yeah the year that i've now taken out and even now meeting other lo- young lawyers older yeah. lawyers um I'm able, I'm seeing like the value of having those litigation experience, you know, even mm-hmm. if it's not something you end up doing for, excuse me, forever, I feel like mm. that experience is helpful for you as a lawyer. And then also mm. I, I had initially wanted to do human rights. And when I came home, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's 
okay, I don't know if it's because of the pandemic or what, but I also feel like it's very difficult to even know how to get into that field, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah you it just is unfortunate because yeah, it's, it's like very when you see people in that field, they're always so much older, and it's like, why? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, you know, it was a reality check, Haiki, because mm. sometimes you have to now reassess what you want and how you're gonna mm. achieve it, especially because now this is a different environment, you know. So mm, yeah, yeah, so. I don't know. I feel like even from the time I left uni, when did I finish uni? 2019, mm. like July, whatever. Um, mm. So much has changed for me, honestly, like a lot in terms of my mm. career. And even when I think of masters and things like that, like things mm. have really changed. So yeah, if you, I feel like if you're young, like at that age when I was finishing uni, I was like 21 and I really thought I knew what I wanted to do with my life, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, high key so yeah <laughs> yeah I think I'm just learning to go with the flow wherever you find yourself you see the best you can do with it very true yeah so yeah the, the COVID thing has been you know a blessing and a curse and speaking of it being a curse man it, yeah now when you're hearing people are losing jobs like what it's so sad the other day my mom was asking me yeah about not asking me but you know in the car she was asking mm. my dad about a uh, force major clause some person wanted to complain that they are nini. What was it? That they they should re-extend their contract because of force major. Yeah. And for those who don't know, force major is like when a god, what is it called? Like a god, what is that thing called? Act of an, God an happens. Act of God, yeah. Yeah. And um, it's unforeseeable. So it's like it prevents the, the work from going on. So, you know, yeah, usually um... in a contract, you just... It fractures the, the contract, so then you yeah. like cancel it. Yeah, that's you cancel it. So actually, that person wanted to extend it to extend mm. the contract. My dad was like, "There's nothing like extending." <laughs> so it's like a lot of people are in that situation, you know, mm. where like um, that act of God happened. Yeah, and then now it it really like disrupted the flow of life. So a lot of people, their lives have just been stopped. The job market is in the bin right now like it's not good bro um especially like obviously for people who are already working it's bad because most companies Mm. are or law firms or whatever any business is trying to cut costs right now because they're not making Mm. that much money and so the Mm. first thing they always do is to let go of people so that has been obviously the whole of last year that's what we've been seeing you know and it started Mm. pretty early on like I swear it was like April or May last year, only two mm. months into the pandemic, people were, they were already retrenchment adverts in the newspaper. I was like, bro, that's so early. Like, so I can't even imagine what it's like now. Almost, we're almost going to one year. I don't even want Yo, to imagine what the situation so is like. Yeah, it's not good. But um, um, like, I'm hearing like, so many people saying that they are starting their own thing and yeah. things like that. And it's like, what? First of all, starting your own thing in these times mm. is brave. Very. And second, you know, you had to do that because now things are big, things are dire. Like, yeah, I know a lot of people that are also doing that. Like, whatever skill you used to have, which was just for fun, people have now turned into a hustle. 
Like I know I have an aunt who also started baking and like doing all that stuff. She used to do it mm-hmm. before, but now she does it professionally. Like, and it's a way for her to get an income, you know? So yeah, I'm mm. sure many people are now doing that, but I think like people are aged, like people who are trying to join the job market. I know like for myself, mm. it's been so difficult. Like I'll even like hear back from people and they're like, okay, we really like you, but you can only come into an interview like maybe next year. Now this is when I was applying last year. It would be like maybe oh. next year when we are back in our offices because, you know, they want to train mm. you and they're like, how are we going to train and we're not even in the office, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it's been difficult. Like, I don't know other people's experiences. I haven't really talked so much to other people who are also applying for jobs, but I'm sure it's not that easy right now because many people are not hiring. Mm. It's not a priority, you know? Mm. and the yeah. people i've even spoken to who have something especially in the law field yeah um they are probably highly skilled like i know this girl who's like worked out and then came here again to get another yeah license so mm-hmm. you know she's highly skilled that's why she has a job yeah so other people who have a job here is probably just an internship and that even internship like somebody you know has helped you you know yeah that's another thing oh my god that's another thing i feel like we should really discuss is Mm. how people get jobs in kenya yo yeah let's be real Like there is no there is no company putting their nini at you on the website at you. (laughs) You know, if you go to the UK, search any farm and if there's like a hiring section, they always say this is what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. Here there's nothing like that. Honestly, like people were even telling me when I remember when I came home, people would tell me just apply. They might not even say they have a vacancy, just apply. They maybe they'll take you or whatever. But even then you need to know someone mm. who works in that company to be able to vouch for you or someone who knows someone that works there. It just, those things don't just happen, do you know? And Man. I think like before I didn't used to know that because I only started, honestly, I only started applying for jobs last year. Like before that, mm-hmm. I used to be doing internships, small things like that, you know? And mm. it was only last year that I realized like, especially, okay, I can only speak for Kenya because I never tried to apply in the UK. But here, mm. if you don't know someone who is going to help you once you've sent that application, really, there's no point of wasting your time. Like It's true. There's really no point. You're wasting your good time. Something simple, like even just lower level government jobs. Like that, mm-hmm. uh, I did... Uh, census job in 2019 yeah i was being told people are just sending their their resumes to the chief's office and they're just piling up in the corner Ooh. and nothing will be done about them collecting dust imagine oh. you're really thinking there's a delay <laughs> you they never saw your name yeah <laughs> or your credentials and it's what hey. i think it's messed up it's messed up because mm. Okay, ideally, you would want to live in a society where, like, your skills or whatever you have to offer is what attracts an employer to you, not your connections, Mm. you know. But I guess Mm. that's not realistic, you know, because even me before, I didn't want to use my connections. Like, I was like, I want to get a job the organic way, you know, the real way. I still have that. um... I still have that strong feeling of that. But then, you know... <laughs> Girl, it will go. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it will go. Because even me now, it reached a point where I was like, okay, do you know someone that works there because I've sent an application and I even need to know if someone will even look at it? You know, like mm, that's, mm. that's the point I got to. And mm. I don't know. I feel like just because of, obviously it's not, I don't think it's right and it's not fair mm. because most people will not have connections. Most people will not know someone mm. that works in, whatever field or company they would like to work in but Mm. I think it's the society we live in so if you now decide you want to shut your eyes and pretend that it's not happening I don't know if that's Mm. helpful necessarily you know hey hey we move we move though (laughs) (laughs) what can you do like bro like I'm saying the game is the game like Yo, you like me, I'm really it, saying that is approaching, man, and I'm still living in this house, so <laughs> I need to do something. Girl, we need to dip. Honestly, it would have been perfect if you started um KSL this year, because me and you could have tried mm. to get move out together. Fuck, do you know? Because we've already lived yeah. together, we could have tried and convinced mm. our parents, I feel. And that's true, you know. In fact, my mom was saying maybe like when I start KSL, I should move out near Karen. Hey, yeah. Imagine I trying to convince my dad. I <laughs> <laughs> don't know why they never go for it. Yeah, even me, honestly, I started that conversation with them and my mom was not mm. feeling it at all. So I just dropped it. But really? Heike, I'm not going to be commuting <laughs> all the way from here to Karen. I don't know what she's thinking. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Hey, man. Yeah. Anyway. I I think I'll have to move out. Maybe even if it's just during the week and then on the weekend I come home. Cindy's, that's the thing. Even my mom was like, you know, just if you go, just go get a nini house there. Then you come back home, get all the food. You can't put it in your fridge. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. You know. Yeah. So it's not even like you're really living there. You're just coming to get food. Exactly. That's what I want. But I don't know. I feel like I don't know why parents are against us moving out. I don't know what you think they really. It's because you do. You want to hold on to the child before they leave. Nini, nini. You know, because actually, when you have your own money and things, yeah, they can't really say anything. That's true. But when you're still relying on them, then they have. They still have a uh, nini, like a leg to stand. Yeah, on. they still have some power in that situation. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, this thing, this thing, yeah, we will, we'll make it anyway. We'll. Yeah, I was actually, um, I had wanted to ask you, do you miss living alone? Like now that you've moved back, because yes. you've been back for a few months now. Yes. yes, I do. I, you, I really miss living alone because of the aspect of, um, okay, um, one thing, like let's say something simple like food. Yeah. yeah. I go to the fridge and there's nothing I want to eat there. <laughs> As in, literally. <laughs> and then, you know, like... Um, it's just dengue. It's not that I don't appreciate Kenyan cuisine. <laughs> but, you know, when you eat ugali, the next day there won't be any leftover. Yeah. So, you open that fridge, there's nothing there. You get... <laughs> I get and, you. And then, me, if I need to serve anything in the fridge, I would have snacks. Yeah. But then, I don't have... You know, like now when you live at home, you kind of don't need money to spend day to day. So I kind of live a freestyle type of, like, you know, since people are providing for me, mm-hmm. then I don't feel the need to have money all the time. But then you feel 
that thing of not having money when you need to like maybe all of a sudden get out of the house yeah or you're like there's nothing in the fridge i want some food <laughs> you're like what is this you know yeah i when i was on my own i could eat and starve at will you yeah get, like, i could decide it was up to you and if it was anything i wanted to eat it wasn't actually now i have to make for the whole house yeah that i could just that's another thing that really pisses me off like after moving back mm. home like i can't have anything that's just mine like i share everything and i know it sounds so selfish but sometimes you just want to order like your kfc and i just want it like for myself Bro. you know but i can't do that because if i order it and they see like i've ordered for myself it's gonna be problems like now maddie you're so selfish how could you just order for yourself you know i'm like there's a whole house to think about you know as in that's the one thing i really miss and also the freedom just to cook what i want like for me you know like when i lived like okay before i've never really lived alone but even when i had like housemates and stuff we used to make mostly our Mm. own food you know so i could make a nice meal for myself and then i make it and i can Mm -hmm. eat it today tomorrow you know now when i'm at mm-hmm. home even if i make food it's going to finish today because i can't cook for i can't cook i'm cooking for more people so it doesn't last so mm-hmm. i even feel stressed when i cook mm-hmm. it because i'm like i literally just cooked one meal i'll never eat it again like it really stresses me out i don't know if that makes sense <laughs> it's it's true and then also you have to think of everyone's taste yeah. so now i like this but i like to put spices in my food yeah people don't like spices in the yeah. house so they'll comment that there were too much spices in the food so like or it's like now if cooking is outside your control like you're not in charge of the cooking anymore mm-hmm. so you just have to eat as is or get into the kitchen which you know me to be very honest i don't like cooking unless <laughs> I, i'm cooking for myself yeah. you know like i i do I, like i rarely i would usually like in uni i would cook yeah. and then eat that leftovers for some yeah. time and then cook again exactly. you get so now this thing of cooking every day is not my portion yeah. so those are the things and then also like people people really questioning your um because you know in uni we all had bad sleeping schedules yeah. <laughs> so now when you carry those sleeping sleeping schedules over here then people are like I, why are you still <laughs> why are you still in bed or like um why are you still up until this hour and it's yeah. like um <laughs> yo I, I really miss living alone you could just misbehave when you felt like Honestly, I, you know. I don't even care anymore especially that sleeping thing like even i'll say yeah, i slept at two then so what like where do you go from there you know <laughs> <laughs> it's true it has already happened so yeah, I feel like I even I stopped caring about that. But it's so funny about the spices. Is it all parents Af- all African parents hate spices or what? What's up with that? And maybe it's Kenyan parents because we don't usually have a lot of spices in our in our food normally. That's maybe true. if it's like a biryani, coastal dishes have more spices than than the other traditional know. foods. By the way, that's true. Our traditional foods don't yeah. really have spices. They're quite like they're nice, but they're bland. Like yeah they don't come i would say the only the only foods that have spices are like beef mm. um dishes or something mm-hmm. otherwise like usually just like import from other cultures yeah. so it's like now you know somebody is saying not enough salt <laughs> too much salt too much especially paprika what we fought about that paprika thing in the house. Yes. <laughs> hey. 
somebody paprika and to be mara we remove it from the thing mara we push it back <laughs> hey apana <laughs> yo yeah for sure like living at home going okay going back to you living at home when you're an adult like it's a different struggle mm. but you know Right. It's so true. That's why people say like um as soon as you can just go. Yeah. You know. But at the same time like I actually um, do miss like n- not having to cook every day. Like I'll miss that, you know. Really? Yeah. Not having to cook every day? Yeah, no, I miss like yeah, cuz I I when I'm at home, I don't cook that often, do you know? But when I move no. out, okay. I'll have to be cooking for myself all the time. So you'll miss that. Like, no, I'm saying, I'll, yeah, I miss, miss not having to cook. Okay. Does that make sense? I'm, I'm saying it wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think so. You say I'll, I'll miss someone else. Oh, you want? Miss... I'll miss someone else cooking for me. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah. it's so true because you know that really freed you up for other yeah. things. I used to think that this is taking time that I could be using, yeah. like doing my work or other things like that yeah. but um honestly sometimes yeah, i feel like so, i sound I feel like we sound so spoiled like we're like ah someone please cook my yeah, food yeah yeah are. but like <laughs> it's no when you're at home your parents are cooking for you it's not it's not a lie like big big women <laughs> of our age what are we saying <laughs> no but like, it's no, it's funny how we are complaining we want to be independent, but we do all the things we were, we are saying we don't like doing. <laughs> we are actually jokers. <laughs> anyway, let's move yeah. on. Um, I watched, I finished watching Nini Bridgerton, the series that's been taking the whole, all TLs um, by storm. Yes, I know um, everybody I has watched it because I swear Bridgerton has been in top 10 Netflix Kenya for at least three weeks. At least since it came, since Christmas, till yeah, now, yeah, yeah. So pretty much everybody has watched. Did you finish? You've said you finished, yeah. Yeah, I, I just finished it. I, I actually reached somewhere in the middle, and I was like, "Do I want to finish this thing?" Honestly, yeah, you didn't binge <laughs> like other people. Other people binged. I, I, I binged till episode six, and then um watched seven and eight yesterday. Yeah um yeah i also watched it i don't remember i don't think i binged also i think i watched this in like maybe three or four days um when it started mm-hmm. i really liked it because me i love i love a good period drama do you know like yeah. jane austen yeah. is my girl i love like i yeah. love i love romancing but put it together with mm-hmm. like regency era nice clothes mm-hmm. you know i really love that so mm-hmm. I was really into it. And obviously Shonda Rhimes, you know, it's going to be spicy. So I was enjoying yeah. it at first. And then they started doing mm. those. <laughs> I know some people like them, but <laughs> me, I didn't like them. Those scenes. Do you know what, no, yeah. I'm not even talking. When you said that. I'm not the... talking about the sex scenes. I'm talking about, I know that's what you oh, think. what? I'm saying the thing I didn't like was the musical stuff that they would do where they would have like an orchestra okay. play a new song like you're hearing like thank you next but it's being done by an orchestra and i'm like yeah it turned into like a cw it, show. It, it was taking me out of the thing that i was in does that make sense like you can't be telling yeah. me i mean 
the 18th century somewhere that's what i'm watching and then you play ariana grande and yeah. billy eilish do you know yeah. i really really disliked that so that was my first like red flag i was like no they're already watching this thing kidogo <laughs> then <laughs> then yeah. as it went on the sex scenes mm. like let's get into that because me i felt like it was overdone slightly like Yo. the first two or three okay good after that we've had enough maybe one per episode you know <laughs> like okay me you know i was like um you know they, when they were married you know when they initially were married mm-hmm. then the first one fine second one fine <laughs> eh had you qua lord inje <laughs> next thing in the street the study room i'm like yo it's enough every set like every other scene every five minutes yeah. again i'm like are these people rabbits no but you know when it started annoying me now really annoying mm. me was when now they are fighting yeah mm-hmm. by the way if you have, haven't watched this spoiler oh yeah spoiler but like when they are fight when they were fighting at one point and they were arguing all of a sudden hey taking her down on the staircase i'm like yo relax <laughs> like all of a sudden no finish the argument then do other things like i don't yo <laughs> this guys as in yeah and then um there was supposed to be this now i want to hear what you think about this. first of all even no sex scenes aside there was also this other guy the second brother mm-hmm. yeah the the one who was going to paint and things yeah. Me I'm getting major bye vibes from that guy. Bro, same. Like I I actually thought when I started watching I thought they were going to make him gay, but then he he wasn't gay. Mm-hmm. So maybe he is bi by the way. I didn't I didn't think about him being bi, but that actually makes sense cuz there was a vibe between him and the other painter dude, yeah. Yeah, but you know he he kept saying that he he can't live his life the way he wants to nini nini i'm like you're but you're a straight white rich man you know <laughs> but then when he went to that car party i was like oh maybe not maybe he's actually gay or something yeah. so you know it didn't make cuz he was saying at you cuz now he wants to be for, he wants to date the that the dress shop the dress maker yeah. so i'm like what does that, how does that make you different your brother is doing the same and that thing. was hella random as well like i didn't even i felt i didn't feel like they yeah. were well matched I was I didn't I didn't get the yeah. point of that but I saw an announcement saying that that they want to do like eight seasons so maybe we'll find out if he's by you know yeah and I think it's something that Shonda has changed because initially he's a straight person oh in the book yeah do you feel like the so, books are uh, worth all reading? the books like huh? do you feel like the no. books are worth reading because now let me get into mm. it you see now the Daphne and Simon thing now with that argument like who are you, which side were you on like you know Simon didn't want kids how she wanted kids and like the way she found out yeah. you know she went to him <laughs> that was the only sex scene i really found like was the important one you know yeah. the, the others were kind of gratuitous yeah. but this one was like what is going on here like is there consent like yeah. you know you guys haven't talked or is it like cuz you know Daphne doesn't know anything about sex like she's not been told anything at yeah. all so like who was on the wrong who was on the right like what, what do you think about that situation honestly i feel like mine was an unpopular opinion cuz i feel like everybody was on mm-hmm. 
Daphne's side, but Loki, I mm-hmm. felt like Simon had a point. And I feel like he always mm-hmm. told her, like, he doesn't want to get married. He doesn't want that life. Like, mm-hmm. he made it very clear, yeah. But then he also, yes, he also did mess up by then going and doing all that stuff he was doing, making making out with her out there. And then now, obviously, they had to get mm-hmm. married because of her reputation. Yeah. So I feel like he did yeah. that blunder. And once he had done that, yeah. I feel like at that point, maybe he should have been honest with her, if that makes sense. So I feel like he's, yes. he's right in not wanting to have kids. That's 100% his prerogative. And I don't think like yes. he's wrong for that. And I actually didn't like that. The fact that Daphne, kind it, it did feel like she was pressuring him, like, that he should should, like forget all his trauma and just want to have kids I didn't like that I just felt like he should have been honest and just been like um I've been through some other shit in my life and so I don't want to have kids if you want to marry me still that's fine if not we can go our separate ways or whatever that way she could have made an informed decision do you know that's how I felt yeah that's true yeah but yeah but as well uh, you know I was thinking he kept on saying I cannot have kids like and she kept saying that, you know, she cannot and will not are different. And I mean, I don't think they're different. Yeah. Cannot and will not in that situation for me is the same. Yeah. I will not and I cannot. Because cannot means you have, don't also have the emotional capacity mm-hmm. to bear children. Because mm-hmm. you're now stuck in your trauma. And what if you pass that, that trauma to your kids? Exactly. You know, it, as much as he's a good man, you don't know how you'll be as a parent. Exactly. And even... Know? And I don't... I didn't like this narrative though. For so even if it was 18th century and children were important, yeah. it's like you're kind of you're you're still presenting this to a 2020 audience, mm-hmm. and it's like so you're saying people must have kids, like overcome your trauma, yeah. like you know, get over yourself. I also I you really know why? didn't like that. I also really didn't like that. Like yeah, if, even if you are bold enough to yeah, sorry to do blind blind uh, casting uh-huh. to have uh, gay characters. Yeah to change something so that not everybody is matched up with like a lady or a lord or whatever mm-hmm. people are complicated so why can't you have the idea that not everyone has to have kids yeah it was a bit of like a regressive you know. theme also even that um, yeah the thing you're saying about the the word choice they w- cannot and would not whichever it was mm. she would have to respect that decision i don't think it matters yes. whether he can or whether he doesn't want whichever you have to respect that like you can't mm. you can't say um his reason is only valid if it was like a medical reason that he can't have kids that's the only yeah. thing you would accept yeah. yeah like i feel like you also have to accept if someone is telling you based on my own life and my own life experiences this is not something i want you know mm. you should respect that yeah. and i feel like the way that, like daphne's character re- reacted wasn't that good yeah, mm. it's it's like she felt entitled yeah. to have kids from him. Like that was wild. Like yeah, that was very actually, wild. Actually, this is the only way they can be in yeah. love. And I'm like, no, no, darling. Yeah, that was that wasn't really that progressive. I don't know why Simon they was that. kind of like the bad guy. Huh? Simon was being made to be the bad yeah. guy. Yeah, and he was only the bad guy. And another thing, he didn't say yeah. he didn't say how um the reason why early on. I feel like that was the issue. His issue was the delaying of revealing why. Because if he did love Daphne, I feel like he should have just told her just so that she could have made an informed decision, you know, 
but in my opinion that's the only yeah. thing he did wrong i don't think it's wrong for him to not want kids you know yeah, yeah. but even how she was he had insisted on marrying him and it's <laughs> like okay and he has told he's ready to die <laughs> without instead of marrying you he will die like <laughs> This is the extent can we also, <laughs> of how desperate Can we is. talk about the pull-out game and how dramatic it was? Yes, that's what I wanted to How dramatic to. was that? <laughs> <laughs> that guy was so dramatic. I was like, even me, even if I didn't know what sex was, even me, I think what you're doing is suspicious. Like, why are you moving so much? <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, does it hurt? <laughs> thing as well yeah when she climbed on him yeah yeah, it was like to prevent him from pulling out so me i was thinking you know first of all okay she didn't know much about sex Mm -hmm. and then this show they've not done the consent thing properly maybe when he asked like do you want me to stop is a good line to show this consent but like she's climbed on top of him yeah this intending not to pull out and this guy pulls out because they want to impregnate yeah. her. So what she did there, I still feel like it's bordering non-consent. I think so too. Because for him, no. when he like has sex with her, I feel like he he didn't consent to finishing the act, if that makes sense. Yeah. That's not what he consented to. Yeah. And she she made him do that, you know. So I feel like there's there's a great area yeah, I just there. got mad afterwards. Yeah. She was so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't make sense. <laughs> why, are you, why are you mad? You know, and you basically, you know, maybe rape this man. You know, it was even worse in the book. You know, thank yeah. God. Because in the book, um, spoilers for the book, but like in the book, he was asleep. Oh. And she she you know did the same thing and he was like not his senses you know he didn't get his senses together then she got pregnant afterwards you know in the show at least she didn't get pregnant because that would have been worse yeah oh my god that would have been so bad that would have been so so bad yeah and i think it's not any less bad because she didn't get pregnant but it's Mm. like they didn't fix that scene in my opinion yeah she like basically she tricked him you know, yeah, yes. and we all know she tricked him, but also didn't know she's tricking him because she didn't know anything about sex as yeah. well. So it's like, but you know, I feel like we should okay, not all the time, but sometimes it's good to look at these issues like with the genders reversed. Like in any scenario yeah. when a woman consents to sex with a guy, and we yeah. as as society we are like, oh, maybe there's an element of trickery. I feel like we would all frown on it and say no. That's kind of Mm. okay maybe not not necessarily vitiates the consent but it it leaves some gray area of like what you're doing there is not mm. so right do you know so i feel yeah. like even just extending that same thing i feel like mm. she's in the wrong for that also like you shouldn't trick people yeah when, during sexual acts yeah. like just don't do that do you know let's yeah. avoid that yeah. let's avoid that yeah. yeah however much she was inexperienced or whatever yeah, yeah. and don't do that, kids. Like, <laughs> consent is important. And majority please. of the audience of this show would have obviously been women, you know. So we don't also want to, like, 
yeah. reinforce some of these harmful things like women can also be doing like because women can also do things which are like effed up it's not only guys that do things that are yeah. messed up sexually you know also women need to respect mm. men's like men have the right to consent to certain but, acts and also not consent to certain things you know just the same way we do and also yeah mm, also think of the fact that now because of colorblind casting this is a white woman and a black mm-hmm. man so now how does that mm-hmm. look you know it's it's now racialized in a sense in a way that it it would it wasn't before yeah but now it's a bit even more insidious so it's like that's real that's all i actually hadn't twice. thought of it that way but that's real as well that's a different dynamic that comes yeah. in yeah because you know them man were trying to really because when we did the blind casting mm-hmm. i think they were trying to be totally pretend that this society doesn't have any differences but then now, because they introduced that element, Shonda tried to sneak it in there. Yeah, we we're gonna start. We we're gonna talk about Shonda's writing, Bro. but you see, because she put it in there, that's why you can now look at them as a white man and a, a white woman and a black exactly. man. Because now you have told us that race in this world exists. She mentioned it, and actually, I'm glad we're talking about this because anybody that mm. has been a fan of like Shonda Rhimes shows and stuff like that, because most people are age. <laughs> We've watched many of the Shonda Rhimes shows and we know there's an agenda, you know? There's, there's a whole agenda there. Bro, uh, and it's consistent. Yeah, like she always has her her characters be like in a interracial relationship. And I don't know if it's on purpose. Like mm. I wonder if she's ever been asked about that like in an interview or something. But yeah, there's an agenda. Mm. And even early on in the series, now Bridgerton, there was an episode where, mm. you know, the she wasn't his grandmother. Who was the other black lady? I don't know what she was to him. I think like his auntie yes, kind she of. Has a con- lady Dandy, she has yeah. a conversation with him where they basically mentioned race and how, you know, love is the reason why they are accepted into that society, you know. Because the, ma- the king married, you know, the, the black queen. So the love is what Ugh. has brought their society together. Basically... The the message she's trying to send is that you know that interracial love has love has healed that world, you know that that's <laughs> the vibe I got. I don't know if that's what you got also, and I just felt like I did. Girl, like it's twenty twenty. Like the, you don't need to be doing this. Like some of the messages you're sending, they're not they're 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 not that woke. <laughs> They've been passed by time. Do you know she's she's doing that at the same time. The servants are dark skinned girls. Mm-hmm. The background characters who, who are black are dark skinned girls. Yeah. Like if they're women, they're dark mm-hmm. And um Nini, um the man, even the, the dark skinned man, even yeah. him. I felt like there was a lot of racial things going on with him. Like remember when he was being told to throw the fight, yeah. and that man is talking to him and telling him how your father did this and this and this. I was like, What? That sounds so loaded. Yeah. The way he's talking to yeah. him. Very, very loaded. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Even the now, <laughs> you know, I I don't know. Somebody tweeted that he the 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 girl who got pregnant, that black girl. Honestly, <laughs> see now, even the black girl character is there getting pregnant out of wedlock. <laughs> like, do you know? It's so I odd. See. Somebody tweeted that he at the way that woman told her you'll end up in McDonald's. <laughs> 
she yeah. was taken to the ghetto but, and told this is where you're gonna be man <laughs> if you don't sign up <laughs> in the ghetto hey what because you know that time when she slapped her i said wow that slap sounded like it was packed with the rest it's connected yo <laughs> hey it was a hey it was a loud slap but like that girl story really pissed me off and you know i liked her character yeah I liked the storyline they gave her, like the complicated things she had to do to survive. Mm-hmm. But I don't like how they did her dirty in the end. You know, I don't like that she was the one who was the pregnant one. Yeah. Out of wedlock. Like, and also, no, ended up, fuck that. also ended up in a loveless marriage, essentially. A yes. friendship marriage. Yes. Yes. And then you're telling us that you colorblind casting. Yeah. So, you did color blind casting so that black girls can see themselves no, have no happiness. This is the only reason why like black women buy into those things because they want to see themselves be happy. That's true. So now be. who have you written this thing for? That's real. That's real. Because honestly, some of us watching, yeah, maybe we might pass over the actors, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But like, we want to see ourselves happy on screen. That's what representation means as well. Like, that's, that's really true, by the way. I didn't think about that, that none of the black girl characters but most of them even were light skin let's not we'll get it we can get into yeah. that but you know most of them yeah. were also like i'm not sure if like the ones who got a prominent role i'm not sure even like maybe they were also biracial like i'm not sure but mm. even them none of them really had a happy ending like mm-hmm. it's yeah that's that's really sus um I don't know. Shonda, Shonda's mind. I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> no, Shonda needs to, yeah. Shonda, yeah. and then you know, it's not like there are other interracial couples which don't exist. Like, you know, you can do black and Asian. Like, yeah. You can do any other mix. Man, you know? Honestly, it's, it's, I don't know what's going on, but maybe it's something that will also change. Because I was also thinking of, you know, to all the boys, which I really love. And that was a really great movie. Yeah. And the lead character, Lara Jean, she's Asian, Asian-American. And mm. for me, there was no point where I felt like I didn't relate to her or whatever. Like, I felt like she was just a good protagonist generally, you know. But I also yeah. was thinking how whenever we do this diversity... Okay, it wasn't a diversity movie, but when we make movies about, like, minorities they always are in relationships mm. with white people. And I was like, we do mm. need to look into that. Like, why does that always happen? We never have, like, a movie where it's, like, two minority characters. That's not common, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, your love interest is also, you know, from your race or a different race, but not white. Does that make sense? Like, I feel like we need more of that. Yeah. Like, it's not always when you do interracial, yeah. it has to be you know another race and then white like i feel like that is also not sending i don't understand what message is being sent with that you know because of that wrong thing that they think that interracial love will you know um erase racism and and they always put it in you know um it always has to be a white character there so that you can show oh white supremacy has ended because white people are falling in love with their minorities and no that's oh. that has nothing to do with it you see we saw those people who went to storm the castle capital one of them had a black wife yeah. and has a has a child and then they're busy you know doing you know federal you need to your flag 
what's that flag called? That racist flag. The Confederate one. Yeah, they're waving that flag. You know, uh, I saw that thing. And then you're telling us that they, they'll end racism. Would you? Mean? I saw that thing of that lady and her. I think her husband is a proud boy, which is basically like a white supremacist group in America. Part of really? the group that, yeah, okay. he's like a leader in it. Um, uh, yeah, and he's also like, I think he's Latinx, like he's Afro-Latinx. So, um, girl, it's a whole mess. But anyway, um, <laughs> I ended up seeing the story because it's, popped up in those diverse Twitter and the black women were basically... Yo, diverse Twitter! The black women there <laughs> were really defending her, like, you know, um, you can marry really? you can marry a black guy who's also, like, a racist or whatever, so it doesn't matter that she married a white one who's a racist. I was like, bro, the mental gymnastics that you people are doing here Yo. is wild. Like, people were basically... They were basically saying we shouldn't judge her for the fact that she's married to a like Nazi, do you know? <laughs> me don't understand the best Twitter. You know me. Oh. You know my feeling is yeah. If black men have done you dirty, mm-hmm. um, and then you go to a racist, and then you're defending a woman who's like dating a racist. Yeah. So it's like then just accept that both men are trash. <laughs> like, is it that now the racist is better than the misogynist? That's the thing. But I even feel like. The whole narrative is uh. wrong to say that you can okay, obviously there are bad there are bad people everywhere. So even with with men, there can be good men, good mm-hmm. black men, bad black men, good white men, bad white yeah. men. But it's not to say because you ended up in a relationship or in situations where you mostly interacted with bad black men, then you then say, I it doesn't matter if I end up with a white black a white man who is bad because also the black ones are bad does that make sense like that's the narrative i'm seeing and i'm like that's messed yeah. up because you it, that's not true like first of all it's inaccurate you know you can't justify being yeah. married to someone who is a white supremacist by saying okay they are also bad black men that is such a messed up argument like yeah it's just so flawed to me divesting really means I don't think people understand. Those diverse people don't understand what divesting mm. is. <laughs> but I think diverse Twitter is, is uh, spiraling into its own Edos thing. Like, they're just crazy. Not crazy, but like, yeah. they are delusional. Because it's like, for me, if I, I was to talk about divesting, it would be investing in myself and in my peace. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So if anyone is interrupting that peace, then they're not allowed in my space. Mm-hmm. Whether they're black or white. Mm-hmm. So why would you allow now, even that's now double suffering. <laughs> I mean, from now you're, you're allowing someone racist and misogynist exactly. into your space. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no, 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 darling. As in that, that, that cannot work for me. Like literally the thing is to choose yourself yeah. and to choose your peace of mind. Yeah. You know, so now you're coming to do for us statistics. <laughs> how should you? They have done this and this. I come on now, bro. It's really wild. Like, cause I feel like I even saw someone saying like, "Haiki, some of those diverse women, they are even racist, like to a level against black men, which is weird, cause like they're also black, but 
the way that yeah. they describe black men. So internally racist. Yeah, if you didn't know it was a black woman talking, that could have been a KKK mm. member, some of the things they say. Haiki. Like, mm, mm. what are you saying? You know, I feel like, I don't know. Also, I want to be sympathetic in the sense that I also feel like some of them maybe are dark-skinned black women and yes, I understand the animosity. I do. Like, I understand the animosity yes. they might yes. have towards black men just because of, like, colorism mm-hmm. and maybe some of the own... Mm-hmm. Like, they have probably faced discrimination themselves. But I feel like that doesn't... Even just the way they, they acted online mm-hmm. for years. Exactly. Girl, like, we have the receipts. Mm. You know, these are the people who are now coming back to be kicking on the TL. We don't want to be kicking with you. But anyway, Mm. you know, let me not Mm. digress. What I meant to say is just like, (laughs) because just because, you know, we went through these experiences, you don't then model yourself over like the same way as your oppressor. That doesn't solve anything. You know, we can't now also now become racist. That's just not how it works. You know, I feel like it's also not... It's not helpful to us and it doesn't help your healing or your growth as a human being to then turn yes. that hate towards yes. someone else, you know. Because you, you're saying you're divesting, yes. you're prospering, but really you're not. Like you're very, very angry. You're very upset at someone and that's making you hate yes. them. So you're not that happy, you know, wherever you've moved to. You're not that happy. Mm. 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 Um. And I also want to be very careful and say, Mm-hmm. Um, when we talk about hate, you know, we don't want to start adopting that language that some people start to say at EO, misandry is, yeah, you know, no. structurally oppressive. Like, go away with that. <laughs> but what we are trying to say is, like, people should actually choose their mm-hmm. peace. You know, you don't have, you know, you're, you're, you're well within your rights not to interact with them anymore yeah. or to stop dating them entirely. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to put your energy into actively hating them because in the end at the end of the day they don't care they will do what the fuck they exactly. want they will go they will talk badly about b- black women they will hide behind you know facades and rebrands mm-hmm. and you know and you come and tell us they have changed but they still have guys you know for one for me honestly personally one thing i would like god help me but let me not meet a man who would embarrass me yeah. like somebody who has tweeted some shit or who is a close a closeted misogynist, especially against dark skinned black yeah. women. Like, you know, not like not my portion. That's the thing. You know, actually. But at the same time, like to- for me personally, when I see them talking a certain way or like tweeting certain things, I'm just like, you know, they are not I don't know yeah. them. They you know, like that thing that um Tyler the creator says, like <laughs> Why are you being bullied online? Just close Fast, your eyes. Log out. <laughs> Switch off the the phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, actually, talking about this has now reminded me of something I saw last week. You remember, mm. I don't know if you saw this thing about um Elsa Majimbo, our girl Elsa. Um, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Oh, yeah. She had the interview that she did with Naomi Campbell, and she talked about mm. facing colorism for being, you know, dark skin mm. in Kenya. And the reaction mm. online was wild. Where? Like, me, I've never seen gaslighting yeah. of that level. Like, I was even scared. I was like, oh. bro, Connie, we live in a different country because everything she said was true. Mm. Like, nothing but facts. Yes. Like, 
it is true that especially when you're younger maybe not so much now because i feel like maybe people Mm. you know you grow tougher skin and you also just learn to like you deal with people who are attracted to you and people you're attracted to you don't bother with the other shit but i feel like when you're younger you're definitely made to know if you're darker than the other girls or if you're considered less beautiful because of that like let's not pretend even lupita said the same thing you know i just don't understand why people yeah i don't understand why people try to gaslight like kenyan women when they speak about yeah. this issue they're like no kenyan kenyans are not calories this doesn't happen here you know no i think it's because they felt embarrassed on an international mm. stage and it's like yes you deserve that embarrassment <laughs> because what the hell were you guys yeah. doing you know making those dark skin jokes and i feel like those conversations are kind of happening on black american twitter mm-hmm. or you know western black twitter yeah. and not on african black twitter because it's like y'all are still doing the same thing yeah you know and that's why i was actually um and it's very unfortunate yeah i was really proud of her for bringing it up because i knew it, for sure it wouldn't go down well with her kenyan like it's not even her audience kenyans aren't her audience but i knew it wouldn't go well with kenyans generally because they just don't like to accept that fact although it's true and it's probably true of many african countries and obviously we know mm-hmm. it stems from colonization and generally mm. the closer to whiteness people are the better they are perceived mm. by this society they are perceived as you know more valuable or whatever you know that mm. does happen and i just feel like why not mm. have that conversation i wish we could just be more open about it you know rather than attacking people and making them think they are crazy mm. for things that they experience growing mm. up you know mm. Mm. and one thing that i saw mentioned a lot by these gaslighters was like the other girl the one on uh the one who has a radio show on um and she's also on instagram mm. what's her name she's 19 as well must be 20 this okay. year um she's she's also a comedian my gosh i don't remember yeah her name. also i don't know her i'm not gonna lie um <laughs> actually no you know if i just open my instagram right now i'll, I'll find her but this this particular girl she has kind of the same comedy style as um, Elsa Mm -hmm. and she's more popular Um, but you know people are saying at oh that girl is dark skin and she's popular why are you saying that you weren't popular because you are dark skin that's a lie Mm -hmm. and I'm like you know someone brought up something in a very um, she's called Rono the person I'm talking about Uh. So apparently, you know, Rono, she's a nice girl, funny, you know, I find her funny sometimes, mm-hmm. but it's like she's self-deprecating, mm-hmm. you know. So people liked that she she would make fun of herself, you know. Yeah. So they like that you humble, they like, Kenyans especially, they like yeah. that you should humble yourself. Mm-hmm. So because Elsa doesn't give a shit about you people, yeah. and you people are like, she's so high and mighty, so it's like, oh, that's why we don't like you. Yeah. That's why you're not funny. And actually, that's, that's why, why blah, 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 really... blah. So it's now like, again, that it's a bit still of that colorism. So you like the humble dark skin woman, but then you don't like yes. the one who speaks up about colorism. This and it's very, deep. like, look at the nini, the TV, the watch, the news anchors right now. Yeah. How many dark skinned women are there? 
Girl, me, I don't even watch. News. I don't even watch the local seven news anymore. News. Let, let, let's not lie, people. Go and look at your seven <laughs> o'clock news anchors. All of them are light skin. It's sad. It's sad if that's true. Because honestly, I remember when I was growing up, there were so many beautiful mm-hmm. brown and dark skin women on TV. Like I feel like mm-hmm. when I was growing up, yeah, I really used to like the news anchors. You know. So it's sad if that's really changing mm-hmm. now, but. Me, I don't watch the local news. I'm so tired of these people. Like, and every day the stuff that they talk about is not even helpful to this country. Like, I, I can't watch it. But um, yeah. I believe you. I'll take your word on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's so unfortunate. Like, you're seeing a very blatant example. Yeah. And it's like, this is not America. This is not... It's true. Uh, as well, okay, yes, we have the effects of colorism brought on by colonization. But it's like mm-hmm. you have no shortage. You have no excuse of saying there are no people at all to do this. Like people are there, but they're not on the screen. And yeah, that's a problem. Exactly. You know, and you're coming to tell us, but how can you say colorist? <laughs> how can you say, bro, your colorist, shut up. Like, reevaluate before you come and defend yourself. <laughs> bro, they were so angry. They were like, that is not us. You're lying. <laughs> Yo, eh, the hit dog, the, what do they say? A hit dog would Yeah, holler. eh, they were hollering. And even, especially some of the things they say to her, like, especially when she used to say, um, like, when she claims essay, even the way, like, people would mm. clap back at her, they would be like, you know, all these other people, these whites, they laugh at you because of how ugly you look. They're not laughing at your jokes. So there's that, there's, really? I swear, there's what? that element of, like, it's, it's, it's hidden, but I feel like it's there that they don't find her. Yeah, they don't find her attractive, and so they don't think her saying, um, you know, yes. making jokes about her dowry or how much money she has or you know how she's enjoying life. They don't like it. Like they don't like. Now you see things like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you. The same thing I'm saying. You know, they they don't like. They they want you to be mm-hmm. humble as a dark skin mm-hmm. woman. Uh, you have no right to say that your diary should be like this and this because you're not pretty enough for us to respect but, you. And it comes with that thing of, oh, I don't know if it's pretty privilege or if it's just futurism. Yeah. I don't know, man. But it's like, you know, that thing of, I won't respect you unless I find you attractive. That's it. That's it. And you know what? At you the end know. of the day, Elsa, like, she's young. I don't know how old she is. I think she's like 19 or something. She's young, but I feel like mm-hmm. her mindset and the way she really does not pay any mind to the haters at all. I hope she really keeps it because mm. the girl is prospering. She's going far. And all these yeah. that are making jokes about her matutas, what do they do? <laughs> like, you know, go buy some more bundles. Leave her alone. You know, you guys are like, I yeah. think she's surpassed <laughs> these people. Like, she, it, I don't stay in your lane in your lane like leave Elsa alone and yeah. yeah I just I wish her all the best and I just hope she doesn't allow these people to get to her but I don't think they can I feel like she has a good head on her shoulders so you know yeah and uh, she's also a internet user so she knows she's been on there long enough to know yeah. how to use it it's not like those celebrities who suddenly come and use true, it. True, true. the internet it's just sad that she has to go through that mm. especially like from people in her own country you hate to see it Yep, you really do. Yeah. Well, but uh, hope like you know at least she has love. Somewhere. I do. I think so, bro. How she looks like 
she looks like her real life and the life she lives is enjoyable because you know i feel like her aura like that happy kind of personality doesn't come if you're someone who is unhappy in life you know so why yeah. should some internet trolls then make her not be happy fuck that yeah 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 yeah, yeah. but um another thing hey, Kenyans, we were, man. you guys light up we were to talk mm-hmm. about was the whatsapp policy have you downloaded signal and telegram and all that we are moving some of you have not had Yo, Telegram, I last had it um in high school. Then I deleted it's that it. That's old. Yeah, it's been around for I a while. I didn't even know that. It came out at this probably the same time as Twitter. It's been around for a while, just didn't have as many users as WhatsApp, but now I think people are migrating there. Yeah. But, um now Jack no, oh is it not Jack? That evil guy. <laughs> Zuckerberg. Nani. Zuckerberg is trying to take all our data. Yeah, I read something where he was saying oh, it's not actually, we're not going to share your private data with Facebook. It's just to help businesses or something. I was like, shut up. Like, we know what you do. We saw, we you saw know, why Cambridge don't you just get what's up business? The we saw all of that, you know. We saw what you did, like, with the elections. You watched that documentary about yes. Cambridge Analytica. What was that documentary? I haven't watched so it Netflix. yet, but I know they were heavily involved yeah. in Kenya. Like I read a book about in it Kenya, yeah. in Trinidad and Tobago, everywhere they were just destroying democracy. Like he needs to pay for his his mm. crimes. Haiki. Haiki, man. He was spreading misinformation, and apparently WhatsApp was also one of the things being used for misinfo. And you know, that's actually mm. really coming out now, especially with COVID. Because many people are saying mm. that a lot of these conspiracy theories about the vaccine are really spreading on WhatsApp. You know, the WhatsApp aunties, you know, we know them. To say yeah, today, we know so them. somebody tweet hashtag defend WhatsApp auntie. We know. So, <laughs> aunties or not. Yeah, WhatsApp. there's a lot of misinformation on like Facebook and WhatsApp. And I don't know, like, I feel like Zuckerberg just doesn't care. Like, if it affects his money, I think he's not going to be willing to change it. Because if someone is sharing articles which are false, really, you sh- mm. maybe there should be a way to block that. I don't know if it's possible, but... But now, I, maybe, is that now why they're making it, they're removing their privacy? Because what used to happen is that the message were encrypted, that even WhatsApp could not see those mm. messages. So now if they're removing that privacy element, because, yeah. you know, WhatsApp is hard to track like you know nini them chat yeah. rooms yeah where people were showing <laughs> like yeah. you know how do you track that down because now that's where the most like in kenya that's where a, a majority of hate speech would be distributed yeah. that's where groups would be forming yeah. to do all sorts of you know um na- like um what is it like you don't know what they'd be planning yeah for, like especially elections are usually a very precarious time in True. Kenya, but um, America is different in that them they are you you are you have the freedom to do anything even if it's hate speech yeah. I think, but here it's we have like how do you yeah. like monitor those things before they happen because a very dangerous thing can stem out of social media yeah. you know my thing is that I I don't so, give Facebook that like benefit of the doubt like i genuinely don't believe yes. that they would use that power to access data for good like i don't think they'll use it so that yeah. they can monitor it okay 
and control misinformation. Uh-huh. I, I don't think that's what they'll use it for. Uh-huh. I think they'll use it to uh-huh. sell it to companies uh-huh. like Cambridge Analytica and make more money. Like that's uh-huh. what they care about, Do you know? That's yeah. True. So, yeah. but yeah, it brings, it raises an interesting point of how do we monitor social media and kind of the effects it can have on politics and especially violence, you know? Um, mm. Like, cause what happened mm. in America, obviously that can happen anywhere, high key you know and yeah. for us kenyans you know as we saw it we saw it Where ourselves it with here? election violence and then there wasn't even social media you know so i don't even want yeah. to imagine what could happen if they had the ability to organize on these social media platforms you know it's very scary to think about yeah it's very very scary yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um Eh, those people, man, can you imagine? Actually, they were, <laughs> and then the way they're just being, all of them are being, um, people are snitching them to the FBI. Bro, <laughs> people are really matching with, like, racist Almost people, all of like, them on... have been found or are going to be found. Like, every day one of them is found. <laughs> Me, it, the funny thing is how they're caught on dating apps. Actually, some girl pretended to be a conservative so she can catch Oh my God, them. people are so smart. Yeah, I swear. Yeah, so she can send them all <laughs> to the FBI. <laughs> oh my God, people are actually so good. It's funny how, because that Gen Z, I feel like the internet really, mm. like, people have mastered it. There's nothing we can't find out. There's no information. Because those K-pop stands, the stan accounts, oh my God. Yeah. Usually it's so that they can cancel um, someone, but they can also use it for good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which has reminded me now that you talk about Gen Z and the mm. internet. You know, I'll be always talk about you when our description of the podcast is like we're either Gen Zs or like millennials, depending on who is embarrassing yeah. on the day. But now I don't know what Gen Zs are doing on that app, that TikTok app. Really, what the hell is this Asian fishing going on? Girl, I saw something about that and I didn't understand. You know, sometimes when you just decide, I don't understand and I don't want to know. That's what I said. <laughs> Now apparently, okay. Now that you don't know, yeah. Explain. explain. Now these these kids, especially, and it's majority, it's white people mm. doing it. They are saying that the black people are Asian fishing. What the hell what? is that? At because a black person with slanted eyes is Asian fishing. I have personally, I have a friend who has slanted yeah. eyes. There are a lot of East African and South African communities who who's like have slanted yeah. eyes like not everybody ha- you know like what do they think african people look like like really <laughs> phenotypes and cultural appropriation are, is kicking their um, ass we're not saying that asian people are not fetishized yeah. but like where did you get that somebody's like normal yeah. features is asian first of all asian fishing using that phrase itself is annoying me because you're piggybacking off the language that we created to name oppression mm-hmm. against us to name cultural like uh appropriation yeah. black fish like first of all remember it started as nigger fishing <laughs> yeah and then we said nah that's too that's too strong yeah. let's make it black fishing that's something that black people decided yeah. so where did you people come up with asian fishing you just back piggybacked off our yeah. terms that have specific meanings because of specific things that have happened for years. Bro, we you know. see it all the time on Instagram. And they already have a time. We see it all the time on Instagram. You know. Uh, you know, like, they already have a term 
called yellow face. So where did Asian fishing come from? And I don't like how it's now becoming a thing. Like, uh, Bro, let me tell you, Martha, one thing I'm learning is people are very, very, very mad on the internet. Yeah? They are very <laughs> crazy. And so <laughs> we have to find a way to filter out the crazies. But there's a way that, I don't know if it's like, you know when people used to say someone has become so woke until you've slept? That's what I think is happening to yeah. people. Because now, obviously, you're talking about this Asian fishing in quotes, and they're saying mm. the way someone mm. is naturally born is Asian fishing. Obviously, to anybody whose brain is working, that can't make sense, right? But it's the same thing Bro. with, like, obviously, what have happened with, um, what's this dude's name, Ami Hama, a couple of days ago, um where oh we get yeah where the um what are the dms leaked where he was basically saying he wanted to eat these women and he was like he was saying he's bro yeah he was a cannibal like he wanted to eat this girl's ribs he was talking about you know (laughs) drinking blood yeah rape all sorts of things and then when you go in the comments people are saying Stop king shaming, you know, as long as it's consensual. I'm I... like, how can someone consent to be eaten? Are you people mad? I <laughs> have you lost your mind? <laughs> you know, you know what? Yeah, me, I will king shame. This podcast is a king shaming podcast. <laughs> I don't care, like, you know, like. It's very difficult. Okay, before we get into Amihama, let me just finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just saying to say people are crazy. Like we can't listen to everyone on the internet. Some people we we have to refuse to listen (laughs) to them. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Facts. Facts. Because you know, okay, like with the Asian, the yellow face thing. The main culprits of yellow face are Mm -hmm. white people. So where are white girls coming and saying that somebody is Asian fishing? I've just passed a tweet right now. This girl, a very beautiful girl yeah. on the TL, they're saying that she's Asian fishing. First of all, she has no slanted yeah. eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, um, she doesn't look anything like a typical. And then the other thing, what is what are you talking about Asian fishing? Asia is a very big yeah. continent. There are East Asians, there are South Asians. Exactly. So what do you and mean by, most of them you know, don't... So are you also buying into the stereotypes of, they, yeah. you know, They don't Asians? all look the same. And they're also dark skinned Asians as well. Like you know how you you you're getting terms which are mixed up from confused yeah. white girls. Then now I'm seeing Asians calling out black people for Asian mm-hmm. fishing, which you know, you people sort out the anti blackness in your communities before you start talking. Because when we girl, start talking, you will say girl, we are talking, you know? Let's let's not <laughs> that's a whole other that's a whole other podcast episode. That's, where do we discuss the POCs, yeah. the people of color, and what's going on? Hey, the yeah. POC, the B, exactly. The we need to. That's a whole other thing. But yeah, there's a lot of anti-blackness in their communities as well. Facts. Yeah. So now getting into Amihama, like you just <laughs> said, yeah, this nigga was doing some <laughs> fucked up shit. Like what? Like yo, me, I don't know. At, at one point, like I like, I like yeah. the dude. I, when I saw him in Man of Uncle, but then that was that it was for me. But I didn't know, like, after that movie came out with Timothy. Yeah. I'm, uh, no, I'm saying Man from Uncle was a really good movie. I really liked that, by the way. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And um, then he did that movie with Timothy, and now, you know, Timothy's popularity skyrocketed, yeah. and reluctantly, also, he's 
skyrocketed mm-hmm. as well. But then he's usually a very annoying person on in the internet, so I don't pay attention yeah. to him. Sji, he was saying at Gen Z's stand talk is stupid or whatever. <laughs> I don't even know what the hell he was Bro, saying. Bro, nobody so cares. So now, because you know, he has a lot of funny stories around him. Sji Maras, Sji sucking his children's mm-hmm. toes. My, bro. Trigger warnings, by the way, but yeah, by the way, trigger warning. What is this nigga doing? It's a lot of the guy is just messed up. He's a sick person, like he's unwell. I want him to seek medical attention yo. for what's wrong with him. You know, yo, and then he's saying, you know, first, you know, the people are saying it's fake, but then me when I had yeah. the audio of him talking about the kinks, I was like, hey, this guy is effed up. You know. I've read a, like a number of BDSM, but I won't claim to mm-hmm. be an expert. But yeah, there are those fucked up things in those books. Like you see people have blood yeah. kinks or rape yeah. fantasies. Nee, 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 nee. But like somebody was pointing out on the TL and I don't know. I, I, I mean, it's an idea worth exploring. Like these things that have been normalized to mm-hmm. be BDSM or kinks mm-hmm. or whatever, they've been enforced over centuries that women are supposed to accept pleasure yeah. from these things. So it like really evaluate if these things are something you actually desire or if it's just something that's been enforced over centuries that you are certain uh, that this is a, a darker, not a darker way, but a, a way that you, you know, people are really saying at it, oh, at it, this is a, an endangered community and it's like, yeah, I, you know, I usually see the same rhetoric in like novels. You know, write, uh, writers who say, oh, the BDSM community They're is mad. endangered and shit. They're mad. Like, yo, are you guys like, no. like, you guys, are you being killed for this doing is your what lifestyle? I'm saying. It's literally a you lifestyle. Know, and <laughs> this whole Amihama thing, everything you're saying is true, by the way. What it reminded me of was, mm. what was that case? You know, when we did criminal law, there was a case about yes. consent yeah um brown, was it brown consent to be dsm yes and i remember when i yes. read the case when i was like what 20 i was like yeah the judges were wrong mm. if the adults are consenting they should have allowed but now i'm like mm. actually those judges were right because some of <laughs> no because imagine mm. if the precedent that was set by brown mm. was that as long as you're consenting any yeah. dsm is okay that would have been such a horrible precedent mm. to set because as we are saying, these things are getting worse and worse. Soon, you know, people will be saying, I want to be killed in the name of BDSM. And will we say, okay, I consent, you know. it's fine. You know, I feel like we have to draw the line somewhere. Like, obviously, I'm a very liberal person. I believe people should do whatever they want to do with their personal lives without the state interfering in your life. That's how I, 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 I view, yes. that's my whole politics generally. But also as a community, yeah. we have to protect people who are vulnerable. And that includes women, young yes. women, young boys, whatever, who might yes. be told that, you know, you've consented or you, you can consent to someone harming you physically, maybe in some ways which you might never recover from even mentally you know and i just feel like we need to draw yeah line. and you know at you know some yeah and some people say like that's a form of people overcoming their trauma and it's like real is it like is yeah. it a valid way of overcoming like, trauma or is it that the person has accepted the yeah. trauma so much that they have now changed it into desire in their mind and that's you wrong know, like obviously we all uh it's really hard we to all understand deal with that. trauma 
like in our own ways and actually i'm not surprised that someone who maybe had been raped or had been in some kind of non-consensual non-consensual sexual thing would then find it mm. um like in your own mind as a way to cope with what has happened to you you then now to start to see it as um something you're attracted to or something that you enjoy i do i think that's yes. actually normal and can yes. happen but you should like yes. not stay in that state you should try and overcome that state and maybe go to therapy or something like it's not healthy you know just because it's a coping mechanism doesn't mm. mean it's a good coping mechanism that's what i think you know yeah, yeah but yeah. obviously i i really don't know man cuz you know as on the other hand i'm like it's a it's a lifestyle for us and you know these people actually you know the people who are involved in that life it's a and mm-hmm. i i insist it's a lifestyle you lots stop comparing yourself yeah. to gay people yeah. please you lots are not being nah. persecuted like let's be real not come yet. on now <laughs> but um yeah not yet but like you know i i i'm uncomfortable yeah, with no, it too crazy. i don't know maybe i'm not the right person to to say because i'm straight but i don't feel like it's it's like that line between transracial you know people first of all don't even understand yeah. what transracial is but then again to to compare transgenderism and transracial yeah yeah that's how you say it yeah but i feel like there's a thin line but at the same time like i find that point about you know patriarchy has enforced that women should accept um mm-hmm. this kind of treatment should you know has dictated how sex even yeah. should occur so are you so sure that this is it something is, you like you know is it something you like because like you genuinely mm-hmm. like it or is it something you like yeah. because of how you've been yeah. programmed looking by society you know it's like that thing yes. um i saw a tweet yes. where someone was like i forgot like what exactly the words were but it was basically talking about like how people say their love language is acts of service but is it because you actually enjoy doing things for other people or is it because it's how you've been conditioned mm. and that's how you've been told people who, like that's how you've been told to show love you know if that makes sense so like yes yeah there's many things which you yeah. might think oh yeah it's just what i like it's how i yeah i just like washing all the dishes and cooking every day and making the bed and all that but like is it cuz you like it or you know you've just been that's the role that you've been you know put exactly. into your whole that's life that's what i'm saying like i'm not saying i have all the answers and i know for sure it's right or it's yeah. wrong but you need to interrogate those things yeah. and those desires you can't just say i just like mm. it so it's fine you know yeah yeah i'm actually proud of how we've discussed this because every time i see this discussion especially the submission <laughs> topic on the tl ah oh, this makes me crazy but that one is usually a different yeah. topic the submission one on the tl is usually about you know that you why you submit to your husband it's more it's religious and christian yeah so it's usually um you know sexual or whatever but yeah. that's another thing you have to confront like um mm-hmm. these ideas of submission you're getting them from biblical ideas and patriarchal ideas and it's like you yeah. know i'm usually like now you people especially when men enter this submission debate they mm. you know and it's like why should i de- submit to you 
so it's, it because there there the conversation is like submitting in life not sexually so it's like ah, yeah man, there's no constructive conversation happening here i'm not gonna so, lie yeah, like, for me um, it's something whenever i see that thing I even don't engage just mm. because it's not even something I relate to. Like even in my own family, like yes. I come from a family of very strong women and yeah, like just the thought, like I don't even understand how it works. Like where where are y'all doing that? I I don't know. Yo, me, I come from a family where things are done by exactly. partners. So this submission yeah. thing is a I can't relate. relate at all. Like me, I've never had that word even used in my house. I don't know. Yeah. You know, even the other day, the other day, like um I was there was this video on the TL and people were being asked how they split their you need their mm-hmm. finances. And most of the couples are like 50-50. So these all these things you're doing for the TL. Can you imagine? Just, yeah. And then you're me and you are basically equal partners, but me I'm the one who is submitting to you. Make it make sense, surely. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's usually just bums who want yeah. that shit. <laughs> Nobody who's secure in themselves is insisting on submission. Yeah, that's true. I agree. <laughs> yeah. So um I think we can wrap that up. Yeah, today. gosh, I feel like this has been this has been a good episode. And uh, yeah, oh yeah, I mean I hope we'll get content for you know, we even added things that we didn't initially thought we would, yeah. but yeah, this has been a good episode to start for sure. the year. And I feel with. like obviously as we go forward, like we're also going to keep trying to make it more engaging, as engaging as we can make it, you know, because I feel like the point yeah. for me of doing this is afterwards when people listen, like our friends and stuff, they have something to say also. Do you know that's what I like? when they have something they can add to their conversation so yeah let us know guys feedback helps (laughs) yeah but don't come to fight us in our mentions because we'll just first of all you know that is why we are reluctant to put our ads yeah we only we only engage (laughs) if you have anything to say just at the podcast at not a millennial podcast i think um there are different ads for each social media so we'll just link them to um the podcast um the exactly links. and yeah constructive criticism yeah. is welcome but we don't want smoke and we yeah. don't argue with strangers so don't try don't argue with us please <laughs> just if you have something you want to say <laughs> just say it in a respectful manner and we'll engage you mm. yeah yeah that's all that can be said yeah so till next week on week after that wraps the first yeah. episode